PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is season five. Come along with us on a first date. And see who could survive a flock of geese. Wait, what? We'll listen to new music together, watch bad movies, and maybe even write a fanfic. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Welcome to Boo Paltz, a podcast bringing you stories from the creepy underbelly of New Paltz. Today, we investigate if people actually believe in the paranormal and capture some students' stomach-turning stories of spirits haunting their homes. We also got some insider knowledge from a ghost enthusiast about her experience with spirits and hauntings. So, are ghosts real? Here's what the people of New Paltz think. I believe in ghosts. Sort of. No. I think that after you die, you just die. When you die, you don't, like, just disappear. I believe in spirits, not so much ghosts. I do believe in ghosts, actually, yes. No, I don't believe in ghosts. I feel like ghosts are everywhere. I mean, I believe in them, and I swear to God, my grandpa does stuff in our house just to mess with us. I don't. I do believe in ghosts. I don't know if I believe in ghosts. I do not believe in ghosts. I'm open-minded. I see ghosts. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No. But why do these people believe what they do? Here's what they had to say. Because I believe in things that can be proven. I've never, like, really experienced any paranormal activity. I haven't encountered a reason to. I think it's superstitious. Because it makes life more fun. Just for fun. Because why not? We exist, so ghosts could exist. Let's hear some ghost stories, shall we? So I was in Mexico, my mom's town. And I went to sleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night because I was really cold. And they don't have doors there. <laughs> and they have curtains. So I look in the curtains and I see a, a figure. And it looked like my sister. So I yelled at my sister. I said, get back to bed. And no, no voice came out from the person that was standing by the curtain. So I, I just sat, sat there and just looked at it. And I got really scared because then I started talking. And I said that like someone in the family would get run over the next night. So I got really scared when they said that. So I, I rolled over, covered myself in the blanket, and like started like breathing really heavily. I don't know, I don't know what happened next, but I fell asleep. And then I, I woke up the next day and I went downstairs, and I looked at my sister and I was like, "Were you talking to me last night?" She goes, "No, I was sleeping the whole time." I go, "That's weird." And then we got a phone call, and my aunt runs in saying that someone had gotten ran over, and that they passed away that day. And she was part of my mom's side. Wow. And once I told my mom what happened, everyone started looking at me and they were like, he's, he's the chosen kid, he's the chosen child, he's the prophesized one. I was like, God, I can only speak so little Spanish, but I'm like, ah, thank you. Ghosto, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. In the bed with my queen, sleeping one night, watching CNN. Now for some local scary news. Halfway sleep. Awake a little bit though, you know, I'm, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Sitting there, CNN is on, I'm dozing off a little bit. I feel something tap. 
in between my legs on the bed. I know what happened, and I'm like, hold it. So now I was half awake, now I'm wide awake. I stood up, I'm wide awake. She sleep, CNN is on, wide awake. 40 seconds later, one, two, three, four, between my legs, boom. So I'm currently living in my grandparents' house and they both recently passed away. The first night that I stayed over the house without either of them there, I had vacuumed under everything, under the beds in their bedroom, under the drawers and, and stuff like that. So I had a good understanding of what was in the room. And, um, you know, when I take my glasses off, I can't see anything. So in the morning, I'm kind of walking in and out of this area. So I move this fan onto the floor, what looks like a clear floor. And when I come back in, I don't have my glasses on, but I can see that something is underneath the fan that was not there before. So I pick it up, it's a manila folder. And inside the manila folder is a copy of my grandmother and my grandfather's will from 2012 and this was the original will that was supposed to be put into effect that named my uncle and my mom as co-executors of the state now after my grandfather passed my uncle kind of wormed his way in there and got my grandmother to change it so that it was only him as the executor of the state but this was the basically i i interpreted it as my grandmother saying it wasn't supposed to be like this this is what i wanted for you guys Some people are said to have a special gift in being more sensitive to the presence of spirits. Erin is a SUNY New Paltz alumni who has been having encounters since a young age, and she's here to tell us her story. Uh, do you want to just start by like introducing yourself a little bit and telling us kind of your experiences with ghosts? Yeah, sure. My name is Erin Lefebvre, and I'm 22 years old, and I'm an alumni from New Paltz. I would hear things and see things when I was super young that I definitely wasn't supposed to be hearing or seeing. Things that nobody else was really hearing or seeing. My, my dad was really into history and my mom was really into ghosts. Mm -hmm. And so um, we would go to Colonial Williamsburg a lot. And we would go on those, those ghost tours at night. So I was like 12 and I was like, I've got salt in my pocket, like I'm ready to go, let's go. And so we're walking and chill, but then we're in the middle of the mall area. It's like a grass lawn, and it's, it's giant. And so I look down and I see this little boy, and he's dressed like head to foot in colonial clothes, and that's not really alarming to me at the moment because tourist kids will show up in colonial clothes because their parents like to dress them up. It's a thing. And so I thought that he was just one of those tourist kids, but I'm looking at him and I'm like, he looks really pale. He looks uncomfortable. He looks upset. And I'm like, where are his parents? So I'm like, I have to find his parents. But then I'm like, wait, where are my parents? Because that's when I realized I couldn't find my parents. So I start looking around everywhere trying to find my parents. I panicking. I look up and I find my mom and I'm like, okay, good. My mom's right there. I look back down and this little boy is gone. So it was Christmas Eve, a long, long time ago. I was, I was a little kid and me and my brother were sleeping and we woke up, it was really early in the morning and we're like, oh, let's go downstairs to go check on the presents. So my little brother, he gets up and he goes down the stairs and then you hear him screaming. 
and he runs back up the stairs and I'm like what happened is everything okay and he's like I saw a girl standing on the couch staring up at me and I was like what and then my mom came running in the room was like what happened why were you screaming and and she's like there was a girl and she had glowing eyes and she was looking up at me on the couch and I was like oh that's terrifying so my mom is like I'm gonna go check on this she goes down the stairs turn the lights on there's nothing there and years later there was an incident where I was in my basement and I was on the phone with a friend we were on FaceTime and I had never told him this story before. And you know, we were just talking on the phone and as I'm walking downstairs in the basement, like through one of the hallways, he says to me, he's like, did you see that? And I said, see what? And he's like, I thought I saw two glowing eyes. And I was like, nope. And I ran up the stairs up to my room because I was like, that is two incidents that connected that I did not need to know about. This little boy is gone. I'm like, okay, I'll just tune back into whatever the tour guide's saying. And he starts telling a story about a little boy that fit that exact same description who lived in the house across the street. Oh my God. And he would have looked a little bit sickly because he had died from an illness. Because he died at the same time as his best friend, which was at the time, a slave of the family. And so they tried to keep the two boys apart, but it didn't work, and they ended up being best friends, and they both got sick and died. Oh. Wow. Do you think yeah. you had, like, unfinished so, business? Um, I probably, honestly. But he just looked lost, and I will never forget that. That was wild. But that was, the, that was probably the only time I've seen a ghost that I thought was real. Some ghost hunters use equipment to communicate with ghosts, such as a spirit box. Aaron tells us a little bit about what that's like. When I, when I use equipment, I usually use ghost balls. They're, they're originally cat toys, but they sense movement. Oh. I use uh, spirit boxes, which are, they choose between radio frequencies and they pull out words, which is really cool. Um, so you can almost have a conversation. I used this thing called the FSF that I originally actually learned from these two YouTubers called Sam and Colby. Oh, I watched them. I used it, and it worked really well. Because the idea is that you want this unbiased wave of communication, because you can just pull things out, information out, and it can be super biased. Use these headphones, and you block out all your senses, and the person receiving the information just spits it out. They can't hear or see anything, so they don't know what you're asking. One time I was doing a session in my dorm room in Scudder with my roommate. We ended up finding there were two boys who were in our dorm. And we were talking to them. And there was one that I said, I don't know. I said, I feel like he went here in the 90s. Uh, and we were able to, like, figure out. We knew their names because they told us our name, their names through the access seven. And then the one that I just, I had a very clear picture of him. I felt like I knew exactly what he looked like. And then I said, I also feel like he went to college here in the 90s. Well, I ended up finding an obituary for somebody the next day. Same name. And he graduated from New Paltz in the 90s. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And he died locally. So he, he lived in Kingston, I think, for most of his life. Oh. Wow. But they say that, like, ghosts tend to go back to the place where they were happiest. So maybe that's why he was haunting New Paltz. 
One time for one of my friend's New Year's parties, we were at her house, her old mom's house, and it was like around 4 a.m. And then all of a sudden we started hearing these footsteps downstairs. And then we're like, oh, maybe her mom's up, but her mom was not up, her mom was asleep. And there was these footsteps and we all got this bad feeling. And then it kept going and we got really scared. But then they just stopped. And then later we found that like, no one was downstairs. And then also their basement used to be like a crack basement, so. A crack basement? Yeah, there was a raid on it. There was a what? A raid on it. What did you say it was? A crack basement. Oh, like, oh, they, they had a drug raid on it back in oh, the early 2000s. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, I was like, wow, oh my yeah. gosh. What would you say to like non-believers and ghosts? The truth is you're never going to be as smart as you think you are because nobody is. Nobody knows everything. Like you don't have the answers to the universe and neither do I. So just I would say just don't bash on people who do believe and don't cut yourself off from from any observations or knowledge or anything that that you could and I would say just kind of keep an open mind because who's to say who's right and who's wrong I feel like a lot of it like people will say they don't believe because they're not religious mm-hmm. and the funny part is I'm not super religious either um, I just I feel like there has to be something and I think you know no energy is created or destroyed so where are these souls going if they're not immediately going to another place or another body or morphing into something else because like where does that just go that's all for today's episode of boop we hope you aren't too scared to turn the light off tonight hopefully no one comes to visit you as you go to sleep good Good night This episode of PaltzCast was brought to you by SUNY New Paltz DMJ333 Podcasting Class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester. Get out of here.